Welcome to the Cobra Cast with the present VP. For this episode, we would like to thank these valued partners. Is your scratched window ruining your view? Starting from scratch to your experts at removing scratches from windows and any glass surface. Whether it's general scratches around the home or a knife graffiti tag shop front, they can remove it. They're also helping the environment by saving the window from being dumped into landfill while bringing the glass back to its former glory without the scratches. Don't replace your scratched window. Repair it with Starting From Scratched, your glass and scratch removal specialist for home, shop fronts and cars. Call today for a quote, 87595629 or find out more at startingfromscratch.com.au. Oh, welcome to the Cobra Cast for the President VP. I'm the host, Ricky Rifty, the Prez Logan. Got my co-host, Ricky Et Dog VP Etridge. Welcome to the show. And 90 freaking nine. And mate, we're joining the Marvel Universe. We are, mate. Not gonna lie, I didn't pick that up in his name the first time we started chatting. And then when he sort of said something, I'm like, oh, look at that. It is too. Yeah. Have you seen much of the Marvel movies? I've seen them all, mate. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. I uh Obviously, last year when I was stuck at home for months on end, not because of COVID, because I was had ruptured Achilles, I uh, had plenty of time to watch movies, and I literally watched, I think, watched them in order from one. I think the first episode, uh, first season, the first movie throughout the fifteenth, and then that fifteenth movie just didn't drag, didn't grab me, and I got over it. So I've only seen like fifteen of them. Oh, what are you doing, mate? It's, that's where it all gets better. So you have, um, you've never seen the End Game, Infinity War. Oh Jesus! You don't know what. One, one day I. Well, yeah. What was fifteen? What was the fifteenth movie? I feel like it may have been an Avengers one. Like the first Avengers. Oh, it might have been a Captain. Nah, I've seen the first Avengers. Might have been, actually might have been Captain America. I think it was actually. Well, I, feel, I think that it was a movie that wasn't actually on a streaming platform, so I had to. I had to go through. A third party way of watching it. And it just didn't, I think because I had to watch it on the iPad, it just didn't drag me in. And then by the time it got released onto, um, actually, I probably someone had it. I just sort of got over it and was like, oh, I think another TV show came out that I got stuck into. And you know me, mate, I've said it many a times. I can get stuck into a movie, like a movie series or a TV show, watch fucking four seasons in a day, and then out of nowhere, just be like, eh, don't really like it anymore. Mate, no, you got you to get onto it. You got to finish it. It's the... Best best movie series, so you know. I will make it my goal during cinematic COVID, universe. Get through it. All right, get on to it, mate. <laughs> COVID's pretty much done down here, so we're good. <laughs> I promise, at some point, I will, mate. Monday night, you didn't mention anything. About what? Fucking, how have you not noticed him? Oh, Santa hanging in the back yeah, there. He's just chill. Yeah, yeah, I, you know. <laughs> I was quite disappointed in saying it on Monday night. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a lot else to cover. And yeah, I did notice little uh, Santa just hanging in the back there. Yeah. Just uh... He's hanging there because when we had that storm the other night, he blew off the front of the house. So I hadn't, hadn't, hadn't got around to put him back up yet. So Fair I enough. thought I'd hang him off the, uh, the garage railings and he can join the Cobra cast. Yeah, nice. But, right, so today we're up to Arizona. Yep. Um, but before we get there, I've got a couple of things we want to cover. So I mentioned on... Monday night that tonight we'll discuss what's going to happen when we get back after Christmas because things are changing around the Cobra cast. You know, not, not massive changes, but enough to uh, people need to know about it. So for people that haven't already seen it, the other day we launched a Cobra cast with the President VP Facebook and Instagram page. We've uh, finally decided that we're bigger than the club itself <laughs> and we're, and we're going we're to start our own page. Um, the, the reason behind that is because we feel like we can post more stuff about this. You know, uh, we you know, we can post stuff about what's going on. You know, for example, um, you know, this the other week there was a game in Vietnam that was played. Uh, not Vietnam, the um, the Christchurch League for the grand final. You know, we have a Aaron Cobra cast page. We can post share stuff from that onto there, so people around the world know what's going on. We can post more past stuff for the Cobra cast. You know, for example, yep. across Christmas, we'll post, you know, um, we'll share videos of old old episodes. You know, remember when we done the Denver Broncos? I the Denver Broncos. Yeah, the Denver Bulldogs back in May. Well, I'm sure that people have only just jumped on the Cobra cast don't know about that. So we'll send them back to that. And it also helps for when our season gets going in April, 
that important information isn't getting lost in a news feed. Yeah, yeah, mate. Well, that's the thing. We've we got to make sure our club's getting all the relevant information, all the people around the club and supporters and everyone are getting all the information about games and training sessions and all that kind of stuff. So we, we, we've had this sort of – we have become bigger than the club itself. So we've got to break away. We've got to branch away and, and, and cr- yeah. create our own yeah. Cobra cast page. Yeah. Now, we're not moving fully away from the club. So no. the, other, the other big – Probably the biggest change I think out of everything would be the fact that when we come back after Christmas, it'll be audio only. We'll no longer be putting up Facebook videos and everything like that. We just, I've, we've, we've discussed this and we feel like with after Christmas, our work going back to normal, you don't have the time to sit there and edit for an hour a week to do the cuts and everything you have to do. And we feel like we can't just go back to three people on a screen no edits. So that's just not what we do. We've gone too we've gone too far one way. So it will be audio only, but we'll still be sharing the um, the episodes will still be posted on the club page and on the Cobracast page. So we're not completely moving away from the uh, the, the the club page because the Sandman Cobras are obviously everyone's team around the world. So we've got to make sure that they're getting the information. Um, so we'll. So the other thing will be when we do do interviews with our Cobra boys, we do want to get some pliers on everything. They will be video and will be shared on the normal club Facebook page as well as the Cobra Cast page. Um, other thing is my what I'm looking forward to the most. Footy season when we get to it, we haven't worked out a name for it yet. It will be the Cobra Cast with present VP, but it'll be a recap show of our games every. Uh, we're looking at probably Monday nights. We reckon we'll probably be the time we'll go for it. There's a lot of lot of water going on the bridge before we get to there, but I'm I'm pumped for them once. Mate, I, I I tell you what, I can't wait. And I I'm I'm maybe speaking a little bit uh, you know, ahead of things, but Friday night, 9th of April, round one, under lights at Edinburgh. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is this an exclusive? Mate, it's locked in, but not locked in. Springvale Districts versus Sandown Cobras under lights Friday night round one, mate. I cannot bloody wait. I tell you what, we we had it in the works for this year. It was all ready to go, and uh, with Springy Districts their first year coming into the thirds, and and we all know two weeks ahead the season got cancelled. So I will tell you what, I can't bloody wait for that. That's, uh, uh, mate, um, don't want to. We reckon our crowd, our ground will hold a couple of thousand tops. Oh, yeah. Look, you know, we may need to get some fences up and probably charge the gate, mate. But uh, most of the first game back after a whole season off, it's the return of the Et Dog. Yeah, mate. Mate, that's going to draw the crowd. What will that be? 148. 48. 48. Yeah. Oh, fucking. Make sure we get in the way game for round two or home game Friday night round three, would you? That gets me my 150th on a home game. Yeah, I'll try and make that. We'll try and make that a Friday night too. We'll, yeah. we'll see what we can do. But mate, I, I cannot freaking wait. Oh, um, I'm the boys, we've got together for a kick the last couple of Wednesdays. It's been good. We've been playing basketball, and I told the missus after Christmas I'll get off. You know, get back on the keto life and drop a few kegs because I need to just to get back in there was. Um, some kind of shape that's a bit better than what I'm running with <laughs> no, now. I'm trying, mate. As much as like, you know, I've fluctuated quite a bit over this last coat, this COVID period, lost weight, put away. Mate, over playing basketball the last three weeks, I honestly reckon I'm fitter than I was two years ago because, like, I don't remember two years ago we were playing. I never remember getting up the court for offensive rebounds. I don't know if I'm fitter, if I've got a bit more enthusiasm about it because I've missed sport or I'm trying to prove myself right that I'm like, I'm good to go. Nah, you're, you're getting up there for some rebounds, I'll tell you what, bloody... I think all my points come from putbacks. Yeah. If if you just put them back a little easier, you wouldn't have to get the <laughs> second or third rebound before you finally get it in, but... Yeah, but that just... You understand, you put it a certain spot, you can just... You just, you know, just padding out the yeah. rebound stats. Yeah, exactly right. The rebounds. <laughs> yeah, the rebounds. <laughs> but, um... Now, I'll say, with, and what we're going to do with our recap show is they're going to be an offshoot of the Cobra cast. So they actually won't be, they won't go on to the episode, the Cobra cast to tell you. So, so we haven't thought of a name for it yet, but it will be the Cobra cast with the present VP, maybe you know, a Monday night extravaganza recap and, you know, we'll work off that. And Yeah. We'll get um, our coaches report. We'll 
pay out on anyone that didn't perform well on the day and you know and i don't, I don't think best I'm just, on ground all that and they're going to be live we're going to do yeah. them ones live so that'll be monday probably monday night because that works best with footy training and netball training and netball for kelly and all that type of stuff but um but we've got plenty of things that we we want to implement next year outside of the Cobra Cash. You know, we want to do how we had organised for this year until we got shot in the ass. You know, player interviews after games, coaches interviews after games, and you know have them as little tidbits throughout the week on our social medias. Again, which is why we have to bring back the Cobra Cast stuff off the page to its own little Instagram and Facebook page. And but mate, mate, if any like. Let's just get one thing clear. We're not abandoning around the around the globe stuff. Okay. If anything, we're just making sure that's getting its due attention. And uh, so make maybe, sure you maybe, go, go. Maybe we should say we don't want our Cobra car stuff getting lost within the crap from the footy club. Yeah, well, that's, you know, because I, I, it's we're doing that one for our people and stuff and everyone that's interested. But I'm sure, you know. Around the globe, is they're interested in other things. So, mate, we're trying to trying to broaden our our, our reach and our, our you know. Yeah, just because we're doing, sorry, I should mention, just because they're going to audio doesn't mean they're going to see the people's pretty face at some points in time. Rifty with his amazing editing skills, and when he does get a couple of hours once a month, he's going to edit together. You know, we have the beautiful, our lovely, our favorite segment, under the bus. You know, we're going to throw together a few. You know, on the bus segments for, the, for both pages, just have a bit of fun, light-hearted yeah. stuff. But um, mate, quicker, you know, five-minute videos here and there. We'll have we'll have plenty of content, mate. We're working on competitions to run. You know, the we got um, we still want everyone to try and submit their best footy moments from around the world and things like that, and we, we'll run those at some point. But yeah, so thank you, you've just reminded me. So we're we're still going to do that best footy moment in the world. Once we get back after Christmas, so you can still send them in. But due to finding out uh, this week that my workload at work is going to pick up substantially because of certain stuff that's going on, and obviously Christmas coming, we've had to unfortunately scrap the best logo and jumper in the world for the time being. We will we we will pull it out at some point in time, and unfortunately, the goal was to over Christmas have that running, but unfortunately, just due to time restraints and you know. As we said with the editing of these videos, we can't do it properly. We can't do it at all. We want to make sure that everyone's getting the attention it should be getting and not you know, not putting a poll up and then two days later putting up the next poll and it taking six weeks to get through it and me forgetting who the hell's in it. No, that's right, mate. We'll, we're, not, we're not not doing those things. We're still going to do all those things. It just, uh, mate, we, you also need some time off, mate. We've got to unwind and get ready for a big year ahead and and to be fair mate if we're running the best like you know, best lego best jumper you know do you want it announced on a you know an audio version or do you want it announced after fucking ed dog bag six goals against springer districts round one six is that all i'm you, you mate you know my you know my rule i set my whenever i set my targets low so that way i always overachieve Oh, well, you at least better kick seven now. Otherwise. <laughs> Someone said to me one day, how are you going to kick today? I'm like, oh, three. I'm like, oh, only three. I'm like, well, you set your targets low. You know you're always, you know, always going to succeed. Well, we, you know, say one goal, you kick two goals, you've had a good game. Undersell, over-deliver. Exactly right, mate. Means uh, you've always had a good game. Well, that's it, mate. Uh, I plan on getting five touches. If I get seven, I'm happy. Right. So before we jump into this one with uh, with Tony... Monday night, Cobra Cast, 100th episode, extravaganza. We have got the man himself, the bear trap, with gifts for us for some reason. West Lothian Eagles, Jamie Townend, Asaka Dingoes, Matt, Matt Gale, and the Cobra Cast number one fan, Jakey Burrow-Norris and the Vietnam Swans via the uh, Manchester Mozzies. And I think that's it, mate. Mate, I'll tell you what, I'm looking forward to getting Jamie so on. Is there this. anybody else you want to you want to pull on for 10 minutes? Uh, no, I think that's enough. I'm looking forward to Jamie's uh, take on on the, the, the ruck jewels in the uh, the Glasgow or the Scottish League because um, Tyntees Tigers, you know, they think they got yeah, the best Colin, ruck. Colin thought he had it. Yeah, Colin, Colin. Mithol, So uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to 
to Jamie's right of reply, seeing he is the ruckman for uh, a Scottish team. Yeah. All right, now, mate. So I'm going to mention this to you Monday night. Time. So yes. I worked. I was going. To, I wanted to say this 100th episode, but I just can't because I want your reaction now. So with across the time, I've kept track of how long episodes go for and everything like that, just so we've got a good structured. Structure. Remember when we started this thing? Structure was not very. Uh, we had a bit of paper that had like, yeah, we've got this day. How many hours? How many hours or days or minutes do you reckon we've done recordings? Oh shit! Oh, it'd be a couple of weeks, wouldn't it? Oh no, it's not that much. But he's really jeez. I, I oversell under the liver. <laughs> <laughs> it. it... No, I'm talking eight-hour days, not 24 hours. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, well. Work weeks, work weeks. Okay, well, we have done, rounded up, 98 hours of recordings that have been well, released. Yeah, man, that's, that's three weeks four, of work yeah, there. Buddy. Four days. Three, three weeks for you, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm talking, you're working a 38-hour week. It's oh, okay. Almost... Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. Yes, no, you're right. Yep. Sorry, yeah. my apologies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's without... Um, taking into account this intro, so this is about number fifteen. That doesn't count to it. Doesn't take into account that we've done what bear traps three times, twice. Yeah, twice. Yeah. twice. We recorded, I think, like two of you, like you two times, and end up doing a live one with you. We done one with Harley that never got released because the uh, quality dip dropped off something shocking. The North London Line quality of his answers. Yeah, <laughs> the North the North London Lines the first time because the audio and video. Yep, glitched out hardcore, yep. and then that doesn't include the amount of hours you and me have sat here and spoke absolute garbage to each other. <laughs> Just, yeah, like, so you, then, you could you could double the the hours because yeah. All right, let's put it, let's put it this way: Monday night's intro recorded what ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah. So it's got like fifteen. Oh, 10. This one been going for what ten? Yeah. That's twenty minutes. It's 10 to 6 on a Friday. We jumped on at 10 past 4. <laughs> and I still have to edit it. So that's another. So uh, well, yeah, all the hours we've editing. spent recording, double all that. That's how much time I've spent editing. Yeah, we're eight days. Well. Uh, you probably add an extra. Probably add five minutes for all the. Every intro that we. Like all the um, globes that I've made. So I made it. So yeah. But my, that's. And then plus the Simpsons characters when we done it back in the start off, they're making it, but they are making a comeback. Them Simpsons characters, mate. They are. That's one good thing about when we start this Cobra Cast page with the Cobra yeah. Cast page that was started. Stuff that we missed out on back in the day coming back. But mate, mate, I'm looking forward to. But we're 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 going on a bit here. We've got to get to, to Arizona. We've got to go speak to Tony Starks, mate. I'm hoping when you so. As you know, this he didn't have any video. I'm hoping when you edit this in, you just edit a picture of Iron Man talking, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Marvel can't still, it's a bit too big. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, get into this one. Episode bloody 99, we got Anthony Starks from the Arizona Outlaws. Enjoy this one, and we'll see you next week for the big 100 extravaganza, and then we're out of here. All right, enjoy this. All right, today we'd like to welcome uh, Tony, all the way from Arizona. He's from the Arizona Outlaws. Thanks for joining us, mate. Great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, mate, our pleasure. We're keen to learn about uh, the Arizona Outlaws. But uh, first of all, for yourself, how did you come across Aussie Rules in over in Arizona? A uh, long story. I, you know, make a short. Uh, young kid growing up, uh, I'd see you know, the highlight show on ESPN, half hour highlight show. And then, uh, you know, I always thought, what was this weird, crazy sport? We'd, I'd never seen anything like it. Uh, many years later, I went, uh, went to Australia, honeymoon there, right at the end of the season. Came back, and I was like, I need to somehow get involved in this sport. Uh, emailed some guys up in Phoenix, and um, they played in Phoenix quite a bit. Uh, I lived in Tucson, about two hours south. They said, you know, we don't have anything in Tucson. You want to start a team? I said, sure, let's, let's do it. Started the Tucson Javelinas and was part of the uh, at that time, it was the uh, Easy Metro League. Uh, we had about five, six teams, one team in Tucson, five teams in Phoenix, uh, playing the Metro style, the, the ex uh, AFL style, nine, nine per side on a soccer field. 
um, that was the Metro teams. And then the best, the very best of uh, players of those Metro teams would come together and form the, uh, the, the regular team, the 18 aside team, the Arizona Hawks. And uh, we would play at the national tournament, regional tournaments, and things like that. Back in 2001, that was back in 2001. Um, so how long have you played for now and what position do you play? Uh, well, I played for about five years, uh, 2000, 2001. Then I took a hiatus for about 10 years and then I came back into it and I've been playing again for the last, uh, for the last five or six years. Uh, position wise, I played full back, uh, back pocket and uh, forward pocket. Yeah, nice. Uh, bit of a backman like you, Rifty. Just does oh, what he needs to do. Just swung forward when needed, yeah. you know. Yeah, I was, I was literally lining up to be like a utility. Thank you, mate. Utility, you, yeah. you didn't. Utility. So, <laughs> um, what what number do you wear? I wear number fifty. Number fifty. Any any reason behind that, or just you like the number? It was a childhood thing, you know. Uh, growing up as a kid, you got you guys grew up playing Aussie rules football. I grew up playing American football, so that was my American football number. And so when I transitioned over and started playing Aussie rules, I just took my number along with me. So linebacker. Uh, linebacker and uh, running back, yeah. Yep. Let's see. You say we grew up in Australia playing Aussie rules. I actually played American football as a junior. So really? uh, okay. I, I didn't start playing Aussie rules until I was in my 20s. So I played uh, from yeah, 17 to 19 American football. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So do you like better? You like, you like Aussie rules better or American better? Uh, they're different. I prefer you know, getting to play a full game of Aussie rules and being out there in the, the action a bit more, you know, when you, I was, I played corner and safety. So spend a half the game on the sideline watching your offense. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's different. I think Aussie rules is the most comprehensive sport. I played quite a few sports and as far as a total all around sport, I think Aussie rules is hand down one of the best ones I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> So who do you follow in the AFL? Well, you know, it's hard to follow any, any single, play, single players here because we don't get as many games. Um, you know, over the years, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a Saints fan. So uh, Rewolt, uh, yeah, I, I liked him. Milne, I think Milne's great, uh, was a great player. Um, I hate to say this, as far as Geelong, I, I thought Lynn was a great player uh, for Geelong. Um, you know, any of the, any of the Rioli's are, are great. Rioli's are you know, it's a family and they're, they're awesome. Um, that's pretty much, you know, watching whatever you can get over here in the States. Well, you, you've already endeared yourself to our captain because you said Saints straight away. And then the first name that came out of your mouth was Rewalt. And our captain um, is a diehard Saint supporter. And sometimes I've questioned his sexuality with how much he loves Rewalt because, uh, <laughs> His love for that man is is next level. That's funny. That's funny. I like Fraser Garrick too. Fraser Garrick was a beast. Oh, the G train. That's is he's, yeah. he's a cult hero amongst us, and uh, uh, it's fair to say he's not in playing shape anymore. Um, he's he's a, well, a beast. When's the of last a man. time he played? He hasn't played in years, unless he's playing in the uh, the Legends team. Yeah, no, I would not want to come up against him now. He would, uh, yeah. He's, he's the size of a bus. He's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so when were the, the Outlaws founded? Uh, Outlaws were founded a couple of years ago. So um, like I said, there was a big hiatus. Uh, footy in Arizona has a long history of footy. And, um, and again, it originally began with the Arizona Hawks. And Arizona Hawks, uh, you know, they, they rose up and they were, they were national contenders. They actually won a Division II uh, championship. Uh, good squad, some really good players. Um, you know, footy changes. Uh, people grow. They they get jobs. They get married. They have kids. Uh, injuries. Things like that. Uh, eventually, um, the AZFL league, you know, kind of faltered a little bit. Uh, the Hawks kind of went down a little bit, and things kind of went on hiatus. Uh, then, about maybe five years ago or so, um, some of the old original Hawks uh, got together with some of the the younger blood that was looking for Aussie rules, and uh, the Hawks were kind of reborn. And um, and started forming, started playing again. But again, you still have that 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 old school 
players that came from 2001, 2002, 2005, and you had all these new players, and there, there just was a difference in philosophy, difference in ideas. So the Outlaws split from the Hawks, and now we have two teams in Arizona. We still have the original Arizona Hawks, uh, and then you have some of the Arizona Outlaws, which is kind of like the old original, um, the old original Arizona footy uh, is the Arizona Outlaws. So what did you guys choose the name, the Outlaws, for the new club? Well, you know, uh, a couple things. One, uh, it was already a, a name that we had used. We had used this name uh, in our Metro League. Um, one of our, our teams was called the, the Outlaws, the Chandler Outlaws, and uh, they were a good team. Uh, they had won a couple of league championships. They had put a couple of players into the U.S. national team. Um, they, you know, they represented the Arizona Hawks strong. Um, so that was, that was kind of a lure because it was already a name that we had used. It was kind of catchy. Uh, also, the Outlaws are kind of a – an Arizona Southwest, you know, flavor. Southwest of the United States is kind of known for their rugged outlaw cowboy style. And, uh, and the outlaws were known, we were known as kind of a physical abusing team. You know, we, we may not be the tallest. A lot of our players were kind of on the smaller side, um, but you know, we're, we'll, we'll dog you and uh, we'll, we'll punish you. We'll make you hurt. You may kick a goal against me, but you're going you're gonna to feel it and you won't kick the next one because you're going to be hurting from the first one. So we had a kind of a bruising style, kind of Old West type uh, rugged style. So it just kind of fit. We had a team vote and uh, Outlaws became the name. Yeah, nice. I quite like that. And yeah, you, you're right. You hit them hard enough. They're not going to want to kick the next one, are they? They're just going to... Well, uh, you know, and you know, you know, compared to Australian rules, where American Americans are, uh, are uh, we're more brutal. You know, we don't have as many skills. Uh, we're not as ambidextrous. We're not as... You know, we haven't been playing it for, for quite as long as most Australians have. So uh, where do you replace skill with? Brutality. So um, Americans play more of a brutal style, at least in my opinion. And uh, the Outlaws, uh, you know what, we'll, we'll go ahead and try it. We'll challenge you on a brutal style. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So um, how did the club, like as the Outlaw was already using the Metros, was the logo and the jumpers brought across from the Metros or was this a whole new thing? That was a whole new thing. It was actually designed by uh, by a gentleman named Morgan, uh, Ozzy. He was on our team, and uh, you know he was quite a bit into the graphic design. And he designed actually a whole set of stuff, not just for um, the Arizona Outlaws, but the Arizona Outlaws were actually in a place of of making a whole new uh, new league, similar to the AZ Metro old days. We're we're creating the new uh, Arizona Metro, and uh, so we had three or four teams that were starting to form here in in. Arizona's Phoenix metro area, bringing back that that nine per side flavor uh, and getting these local people come in there and try it out and have some fun on a local level. Um, so he designed some new jumpers for each of those teams, and that kind of led to the idea of the Arizona Outlaws. And we didn't want to be like uh, like all the traditional uniforms. You know, we we had our original uniform was like a crow's, was the, the Adelaide crow's uniform, and it was okay, but it was like, well, we want to stand out. We want to be different. We want to be something original. And uh, so we, we took um, that, our, our, our initial, our logo, and just kind of blew it up and put it on the side of the uniform. So when you see it, it's, uh, it's white with blue, with the blue logo, but it's, that blue, that blue logo just blacks out basically half your, half your one side of the uniform. And it's, it's catchy. It's, it's definitely different than any uniform uh, in the United States. Yeah, I'm getting up a picture now. Yeah, it's got a, I'm, I'm on that colors to it as well it's nice colors but different yeah and we had a good go with that logo because uh you know united states we had, to, we had to prove that logo through the united states uh, afl uh league and um they didn't originally didn't like their logo because it was it was too much of the anarchist the, the a the way we had originally had the design was more of an anarchy a and so we had to change it a little bit to make sure it's not it wasn't representing anarchy so it's not the anarchy a but it's, uh, you know, we're just trying to make sure it stays Arizona Outlaws. Still Sounds trying to get that outlaw flavor. It does have a bit of anarchy about it, doesn't it? A little bit to it. Um, but uh, so who was the, the club's first game against as the Outlaws and how many players did you have then? Oh, geez. Our first club game was uh, was actually against the Arizona Hawks. Uh, right, you know, crosstown rival. Um we, uh, how many players we put out there? Geez, that first game, uh, it was nine aside, but we probably put out about, uh, I don't know, 23 people on the sideline. Um, being the first game against our arch rival, um, it was, it's, it's a pretty heated affair. 
you know, off the field, we all get along, but once, once that whistle blows, it's um, Arizona Hawks, Arizona Outlaws, it can uh, get the feel of a, of a non-friendly game. Oh, that's that's all right to have have a good uh, crosstown rival is uh, is always good. Yeah. Uh, so, how many players do you guys have now, and how do you go about recruiting? Uh, well, we were before the season ended. Uh, I'm not sure we got to get back to the season now with COVID happening. We had a few people leave. I think we were at, we were at around 23 uh, committed on uh, our full 18 aside. Um, I'm sorry. What was your second question? Uh, how do you go about recruiting players? Oh, recruiting. She's, uh, we recruit any way we can. Uh, beg, borrow, steal. Uh, uh, no, we, you know, we try and, you know, if you're at the gym, uh, you see some guy in the grocery store uh, that looks pretty big or athletic, you know, don't be afraid to walk up and ask him. Uh, we've got our websites. Um, we've got our, you know, Twitter. We've got uh, Instagram, uh, putting out a lot of social, social media messages. Um, but anything, word of mouth, um, Bring a footy wherever you go. You know, people always say, "What kind of is that a rugby ball?" Nope, it's not rugby. It's it's Aussie rules, and get a chance to to talk to them. And uh, that's half the battle is just uh, is just getting in front of somebody and and talking to them. Yeah, it's definitely the battle. Yeah, just not just in America, but all around the world. And I think safe to say, Rifty, the biggest battle for around the world is trying to tell people, no, it's not rugby. Yeah. <laughs> How many times reckon we've heard that? Yeah, that's the first thing they usually say. Oh, rugby? And then, no, 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 it's not rugby. It's it's quite a bit different than rugby. Yeah, we went, uh, many many times we've heard stories of guys having a kick in a park, and someone goes to throw the ball back to them as a gridiron ball, or pass it back as a rugby ball. But how oh, you kick this one? But um, so whereabouts do you guys train and play your games? Well, uh, we train. You know, Phoenix is a pretty big city. Um, over three million people plus. Uh, so we've got players from stretched out all around the city. Uh, we try and keep the, the, the training field central. Um, it's going to be right around the, the Chandler area. Uh, Chandler's kind of a suburb of the main Phoenix. Um, so we keep it in Chandler area, uh, rent from some fields or Chandler Tempe area. And um, same thing with our, with our games. Uh, we find a couple, it's hard finding game uh, fields big enough for a full size, 18 aside here in the United States. Uh, most of the, what you're going to see is going to be these soccer fields. So we'll try to get to uh, as big as field as possible. A lot of times it'll be at a high school, uh, high school football field that doesn't have lights. Uh, we can kind of stretch it out and get a full size game on there. Um, but that's that's our probably one of our bigger obstacles is finding that that full size field. Uh, right now we're petitioning. We're trying to go after all the different little cities and suburbs around Phoenix to see if they can build us or include us in their their designs. So as the as the city of Phoenix expands, and uh, they you know they they build new parks and new neighborhoods, and of course add on a new park, we're trying to say okay, when you add on that park, can you make the make a dimensions on a large, you know amphitheater style field, which will allow us to to fit in full size game. So we're trying to work that into city planning right now, um, get us a, a permanent home. Yeah, nice. And again, your yeah, difficulties all over America and all over the world with the um, not having big space to be able to play a full grand game on. It's all soccer venues, rugby grounds, um, you know, Island, you know, Gaelic venues. So, you know, hopefully, you know, you can find somewhere that you can use your big, you know, get the big ground going and everything like that. Um, so, obviously, the club hasn't been around for much for very long. Has the club had much success um, at the regionals and the nationals? Uh, yeah, so our first uh, first time at the regionals, we played in Division Three. Um, we actually made it to the uh, grand final game and uh, came up runners up in uh, Division. Was it, sorry, sorry, it was Division Four. Uh, it was a Division Four last, uh, and, and we lost in grand finals uh, last year. We made it. To, they, they bumped us up to Division Three last year uh, because of our success. Uh, we during the regular season, we played a couple of tournaments against uh, Division One teams, and these are the big boy teams, at least big boy in regards to the United States. Uh, you know, we're talking people like Seattle, Washington, Austin Crows, um, you know, Los Angeles, uh, teams like that. Portland has a, has a good team. And uh, while we lost those games against them, we were actually fairly competitive, uh, actually really competitive. We only lost by uh, you know, a goal, uh, on average, a goal, you know, eight points against some of these bigger teams, much bigger teams. So they bumped us up to uh, to a higher division, Division Three last year. And uh, I think uh, we didn't fare as well in nationals as we had hoped. Um Although, you know, 
go back and go drawing board and retool and you know we'll come back at you again next year yeah i hope you know being up there with some of those uh we're here of the austin crows being quite the powerhouse so it's only you know to be competitive with them would, would be something to hang your hat on and hopefully you can build on that and uh, get yourselves up into that being competitive in that division. Yeah, they're, they're a great team. Uh, you know, they have a lot of Australians on the team. Um, so in the United States, you know, there's that 50-50 rule and um, some of these bigger teams, they do have a lot of Australians living in the city and, uh, you know, they, they have experience playing with the sport for a long time. And they come out and they know how to train, they know how to play, and they know how to, to bring up uh, uh, players uh, and teach the, the, the new players how to play footy properly. And uh, there's some solid teams around the United States um, and definitely a lot of respect to those teams that still uh, teach footy and still promote the sport. And, uh, you know, we just want this thing to grow. It uh, doesn't really matter who it is. Uh, even our crosstown rivals, the Hawks, you know, we want them to succeed. Uh, we want them to do great. We want to do great. We want to be a good rival to them. But we want to promote footy across the state of Arizona, across the United States. Yeah, exactly. That to have a strong league is going to make everything better. But you also need sponsors to to help grow the club. And how hard have you found it to get sponsors for your club? Uh, that's been a mix. You know, we've, we've uh, when you get the word out and you start going to places, we have found people who are willing to help. Uh, Maybe small uh, small help, a little bit of help here and there, but it adds up. Most of the sponsors are going to come from your internal team. Uh, you know, you got people who uh, either own their own business or uh, have a contact with the owner, and uh, that's where we're getting most of our sponsors. Some of the stuff, like uh, I used to work for Cognizant Technologies, and, and that's a major, major corporation around the world. And uh, while they do have a program to help uh, 501Cs uh, and teams that are in need, they won't help sports teams. So if you're a 501C with a sports category, they will not help you. So some of these big conglomerate companies that you think would be able to help out um, whatever regulations that company organization is under, a lot of times they won't. So uh, we just get sponsors wherever we can. Um, and what about the social side of the club? Do you guys do much uh, together as a group? Uh, we try. Um, we do a lot of, um, you know, we do the grand final party, obviously. Um, we do, uh, there's, a, there's a tournament we hold, um, the Rob Dollar Cup. Uh, the Rob Dollar uh, was a member of, uh, one of the original members of footy back in 2000, early 2000s. And a uh, great player, tremendous person for the community. Uh, he, was, he was killed in a biking accident. He was an avid bike rider and he was killed in a bicycle accident. And um, so they had created a Rob Dollar Foundation in his honor to, for bicycle safety, traffic safety, bicycle safety, and they've done some great things around the, the city of Phoenix and enacting law and regulations to, for, for traffic safety or bicycle safety. So we hold a cup for him every year in his honor and uh, try and, you know, some of the proceeds we get from that go back to the promotion of the Rob Dollar Cup. But we have a big, uh, a big grand final, a big party for that, for that tournament. This tournament, you know, hosts, like I said, the LA comes to this tournament, Austin Crows, teams from all around the United States come to this tournament. And, uh, and they're, they're aware of what we're doing and they're, they're very supportive of that. So uh, we've done pretty well with that and can expect to continue that on uh, going forward. Yeah, well, that was, was something that Ed Dog had shown me just before we got on, just because he wanted to make sure we mentioned it. Um, did, did it go ahead this year? I, I see it was, it was going to be played on May 2nd uh, this year. Did it, did it go ahead this year? No, this year we uh, we were not able. Everything was shut down by that point in time, so uh, we did not have the Rob Dollar Cup this year. In fact, uh, uh, there was no footy from my understanding. There was no footy at all in the United States this year. Are you hoping the you know, the fact that unfortunately you couldn't host it this year that you know, next year you may get a handful of other clubs wanting to come across because obviously you know, any chance to play footy is going to be on the cards next next year. So it could you know could potentially be the biggest um, Rob Dollar Cup you've had in history we're hoping um you know it's 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 uh, across our fingers right now uh obviously phoenix is is hot uh by may uh, we're dipping into you know upper 90s uh low 100 temperatures so we can't really go as fahrenheit we can't go much later than that because it, it just becomes too unbearably hot um so we have a we have a window of opportunity uh for teams to come into to arizona to play footy now we as Arizona, uh, we don't care. We'll, we'll play any heat 
heat stroke, I don't care, let's play. 110 degrees out, we've done it before and we'll do it again. But teams coming in aren't used to that kind of that kind of uh, hot weather. So between the virus, you know, COVID and lockdowns and how teams are, are feeling coming out of wintertime, a lot of teams, they're just waking up in, uh, you know, April, May, they're just getting out of the, the winter season. So uh, they're not ready to play footy yet. So we're just kind of crossing our fingers to see what the virus is going to do, what what teams are, are willing to do. Um, it's kind of, we're still in a, in, a, in a hold pattern right now for next year. Yes, it's hopefully get it going next year or, you know, if not the year after and you can uh, make it even bigger, like that dog said, get it going bigger and better. Um, yeah. Our goal, our goal is to make it the, the second largest tournament in the United States. So back in the early 2000s, um, Arizona did have a Metro tournament and it was the second largest tournament in the United States next to nationals. And our goal is to eventually make the Rob Dollar Cup uh, be very similar to that, uh, be the second largest tournament in the United States. That's our goal. So you, you, you're saying that clubs from like obviously Arizona gets quite warm at that time of year and a lot of other clubs are only just coming out of winter, so they're not quite ready to go. That's what I'm saying here, Rifty. Prom, you know, perfect position for the preseason for USAFL around the country. Everyone meets up in Arizona for Rob Dollar Cup for the preseason. Everyone nicks back off, plays their regionals, their metros, and then they met up at the end of the year for the uh, the nationals. Who do we who do we speak to to help get it going? <laughs> Sounds good to me. Let's do it. Um, before we get into some of the questions about your teammates, we're, we're big sporting fans of uh, a lot of American sports, um, and you know, being you're in Arizona, uh, we did have an Aussie that was playing for your Phoenix Suns over there, Aaron Baines. Uh, well. He was born in New Zealand, but we always claim anyone that's any good <laughs> as our own anyway. Um, are you uh, are you into the basketball or other sports as well? And uh, Yeah, I mean, Baines played for Celtics too, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. Some, yeah, yeah. The year before. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we, we watch and we pay attention and, uh, you know, a lot of sports. Uh, you know, that's the thing. I would love to see more uh, American professionals or even semi-professional players uh, jump over and give their their try into to Aussie rules. You know, you see Cox playing for Collingwood, and uh, you know what was he? He was you know he's he's a good player for Collingwood. You know, serviceable. Uh, and uh, but he was in college. He was just a college basketball player. Um, wasn't like a professional level, but uh, he's doing great in Aussie rules. I would like to see you know how how we would fare uh, as a nation as as players coming in. Maybe we can get more players playing on a professional level uh, that are similar to Cox or, or even breaking close to that professional level as far as basketball players or football players. Uh, I'd love to see that. Yeah. I've mentioned a few times, uh, you just got to find some good college wide receivers that aren't quite, quite going to the next level and just get them across to play Aussie rules. Cause you get, get some uh, wide receivers with their hands, catching the ball and teach them how to kick and you'll have yourself a pretty, pretty decent uh, center half forward right there. We had a great player. Uh, I forget his name, but he he played for us for a few for a few weeks, a month or so. Uh, he was a he was a wide receiver for. But he was on a practice squad, so he was he was actually under contract. He was a practice squad player for the NFL teams, and uh, you know he ran a risk of getting hurt, and you don't want to get hurt playing Aussie rules, and all of a sudden that ruins your chance to get to the NFL. As it turned out, um, they did call him up uh, and put him to the full practice squad. So we only played for a couple games for us. But just watching his abilities out there on the field, uh, you could see a definite difference in athleticism and talent uh, on someone who was even just a practice squad player versus uh, you know, versus some scrub like me. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You, you definitely have that. Even just to be a practice squad player, you got to be a pretty exceptional athlete to be, yeah, one of the many thousands that try out for the teams to to even make a practice squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, it's time for our, to get some dirt on your teammates. Um, <laughs> all right. It's what, it's, it's what we're here for, really. Um, <laughs> we go through all the other stuff just because we feel like we need to, and this is the main stuff. This is the main thing we care about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, how dirty can I get? That's going to be the question. Oh, <laughs> well, that just all depends on your teammates, how bad they are. But <laughs> what do you got first, Eto? 
All right, mate. Who at the uh, Outlaws would you say is the class clown of the club? Class clown of the club. Uh, I would say that was uh, that be Matthew Lambert. Uh, he's also going to vie for a couple other things, but yeah, he's kind of a class clown. Always uh, joking, uh, always messing around. Yeah, nice. I, like, I do like it when, as I said many times, I like it when somebody hears the question and bang, name straight out the mouth. I do enjoy oh, that. Yeah. How about the uh, the party animal of the club? Party animal would be uh, would be Rob Ludo. Rob Ludo, one of the original founders of the Outlaws. That guy, uh, when he parties, and then, then all of a sudden he disappears. It's like, what the hell happened? That's because you know something bad happened. Some somewhere something's happening. That's definitely gonna be Rob Ludo. All right, nice. All right. Who's who's the bloke that just takes the game far too serious? Um, wow, we got a number of players that do that. Uh, I I could probably put my hat in on that one. Um. Yeah, uh, there's, we have a guy named, uh, well, his nickname is the Evil Mormon. Uh, he takes it pretty seriously. Um, we do also like it when people throw themselves under the bus with things. And <laughs> um, All right. And who's the bloke you wouldn't want to have to share a room with on a tr- footy trip away? All the outlaws. These guys... These guys, they'll, they'll bunk up like six guys to a room. And it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, the snoring, the, the, just the smells. It's like, all right, now, just all those guys, I don't want to bunk with any one of them. <laughs> That's probably the best answer we've had for that one. Oh, I do like that. It's, it's fair enough as well. I come, come to think of it, I wouldn't want to room with any of my teammates. Yeah, think about think about your own teams. And would you, you go to some tournament? You know, you're all spending cash, and some of you guys have it, some of you guys don't. Uh, save some money. You bunk up, but you just got finished playing a game, or you just went out and got finished drinking heavily, and you got a bunch of young twenty-something-year-olds that are just, you know, yeah. Thanks. I'm gonna go to my own room. <laughs> That's fair enough. I thought I had a decent bunch of blokes to share a room with on our last yeah. trip, but that turned out wrong. So. <laughs> Uh, it's not my fault you to go back and find somebody that had fallen asleep against the bloody food counter. <laughs> um, all right. How about the best nickname of the club? Best nickname of the club? Uh, well, that's where that's where uh, Matthew Matthew comes back in. Uh, his, na- his nickname is Mattress. <laughs> so, uh, but I've I've got a couple from the old days. The old days we called the guy Tampax. <laughs> because he uh, he dared to ask us if we were pads playing this game, and uh, we had an Aussie on our team. His name is Jason McPherson, and he looked over at the guy and said, "Bloody hell, no, you Tampax!" And <laughs> everyone laughed at him and pointed at him and said, "Oh, your name is Tampax!" And uh, and he didn't seem to bother him, so it stuck, and that's that's what we called him. See, normally it works the other way. Normally the bloke doesn't seem to bother. It's like, well, that's not a fun nickname. It's when they start, oh, don't call me that. Shit nickname. And then oh, after two years, I have to accept it because they've crapped the shits about it. So you're going to cop it. Well, you turn, normally you turn around and go, that's fine. People are like, oh, well, it's not much fun of it. He's not going to be phased by it. Well, yeah, that's true. But it, it, it was still a pretty nasty name and it stuck to it. Yeah. It, it is. And then, and then we had another guy that, uh, well, just by your reasoning, but we made him quit. Because uh, because he didn't like the name, uh, his name was Dave Thomas, and so Dave Thomas is the owner of the uh, restaurant called Wendy's. So his name was Dave Thomas. So what are you going to call him? We called him Wendy. Wendy. And he didn't like that very much. And then after about uh, two weeks, he uh, he quit because we wouldn't stop calling him Wendy. So to me, that is just that's just common, beautiful. Nickname yeah, analogy, that one. That's just that's, yeah. that's how nickname comes. That's, that's, that's what we thought. <laughs> if, yeah, well, he, he obviously didn't accept the Aussie way too much then. You know, no, he took a, a great offense to it. If he was in Australia, I would just say he's more of a Donut King fan. But obviously that doesn't quite work in America because Wendy's are completely different things to what we know yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe a Maccas fan, maybe then. But Wendy's do across the island. What, what do Wendy's do in America? <laughs> Wendy's is a fast food hamburger joint. Okay, yes. He's a McDonald's fan, or maybe he would have preferred to be called Carl. Yeah, but the owner's name was Dave Thomas, so it was like you have the owner's name. It's like me, it's like my name. Well, they don't call me Iron Man, but uh, <laughs> Tony Starks. I mean, that's that's right. It's just a natural fit. If your name is Dave Thomas, I mean, yeah. dude, you got to be called Wendy. Yeah, absolutely. At least you got to expect it. 
Yeah. But as far as current names, current names, Mattress is uh, that's one of the current good ones on our team, the Mattress. Is there a, a, yeah, Well, the waitresses look at them like, well, you know, what can I get for you? And then everyone's like, hey, Mattress. And they look at them like, Mattress? Like, what? <laughs> so you get some good looks every once in a while from the waitresses that don't quite understand. And is there a, a short story you're able to share with why it's become mattress or is no, it... you know, I never did find out why it was mattress and I and I don't really care to. <laughs> no, that's all right. We'll we'll put two and two together. That's all good. <laughs> um mate, thanks each for joining us. Um uh wish you all the best with the next season. Hopefully, uh hopefully the Rob Dollar Cup can go ahead next year or if not the year after. Like we said, it's big you can get it bigger and better than ever. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us and, and teaching us about the Arizona Outlaws. Awesome. I really appreciate it. Arizona's got a long history of, uh, of footy and we, uh, we plan to keep it going as long as we, we possibly can and grow this sport. Uh, we'd love to see some professionals out here. I'd love to see you guys come out here. If you want to come out to Arizona, uh, give us a ring. We'll host you and, uh, and put you up and show you a good time. Uh, awesome, mate. We appreciate it. And likewise, if you're ever in Australia, um, the Edinburgh Reserve, is always there for you to come have a kick if you're if you're over this way. Awesome, thanks guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. You guys take it easy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Right, see you. Thanks for watching the Cobra Cast with the present VP. And if you need somebody to talk to, why not contact New Life Psychology in Berwick? They are now taking phone appointments. Or you could head to otlr.com.au for tips and info. And we are supporters of TAC's Towards Zero campaign. Head to towardszero.vic.gov.au for more info because zero is the only acceptable number. Hey Siri, play the Cobra Cast with the present VP.